too, so is much. being yeah. in LA when you have nothing or no one, nobody wants to talk to you. Believe me, nobody wants to talk to you. Emailing everybody, trying to work with everybody, they're like, mm, nah, not really, not really, not really. And then you have something that does well, and everybody, it's like, oh, where were you? Oh my God, oh, you were behind those bushes. Oh, that's right, I see. <laughs> But you're 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 essentially you're here. You're doing a whole bunch of press, and then you're flying back tomorrow. No, 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 no we're no. here for the holidays yeah. now. Oh, you're here for the holidays. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're originally from Mississauga. You yeah. said. Where yeah. are you originally? London. From? London, Ontario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. When was the last time you were back? Mm. September. Yeah, a couple, a few yeah. months ago. Yeah, we had a friend's engagement. Okay. Yeah, but the main reason we're here, first and foremost, is last week we dropped a new song with our boy Charlie on a Friday. Yeah called young and foolish go stream it yeah we've had so much fun working with him so we're really excited to get that in the world this coming weekend we have a show at rebel sold out in toronto which is always really special for us because we love playing in toronto oh man i did my birthday last weekend at rebel well it looks like you gotta go (laughs) you gotta go again (laughs) and then after that we're gonna spend a little bit of time back home for christmas it's nice to just sort of detach from the 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 chaos of you know running a music career and doing all those things this is a great time everybody communally like just floats off and yeah does their own thing, makes so. it a lot easier to just take that moment for yourselves yeah. yeah so that's the game plan for this then leading up to new year's we have a few more shows after that but for now just those three things that's what we're doing nice. and a little bit of poutine in the mix as well. <laughs> okay so let's start with a bit of the backstory here how did you guys meet well we met at college at western uh we both went to western go stangs uh and uh yeah we met at college and we started we were each kind of djing by ourselves and then we started making music around the same time came together we started making some songs together and then one thing after another just kind of like snowballed into where we are now i guess yeah yeah the real turning point was 2015 we graduated and we had an opportunity to move out to Los Angeles. Now, it's not one of those opportunities that you'd see on like Entourage or some HBO show where it's like, yo, sick parties, women, all that. It's really us living in a two bedroom apartment, right. one bedroom apartment right? and having to share the same bed because we can't afford anything else. Right. But it's not that, as glamorous as people make it out. to be. No, no. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely chance. a grind. It was a yeah. huge grind moving there. We didn't know anybody. I like packed my bags, just like basically whatever we had on us. And then we moved into an apartment and started figuring it out. Yeah. You would be so surprised though, you know, in terms of going to a new city, how productive that can be because you're no longer stuck in your same habits with your same friends doing the same old things. It felt like it rewired our brains in terms of like, here's a clean slate to figure it out. And thank God we did because otherwise we still have to sleep in the same bed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, you, you are essentially taking yourself out of a familiar environment, putting yourself in somewhere new uncomfortable and you also understand when you're in that moment if you don't put in the work if you don't go and try to make something of while of your time while you're there you know what this is this is your livelihood yeah we were very we were very aware of that and that was definitely very stressful but you know pressure can be a good thing as long as it's not something that goes overboard and just makes you crumble you know it can be a good motivation but i think a good point that you brought up is this idea of like new environment suddenly i'm seeing things differently Suddenly, I'm questioning things I never would before. It's crazy yeah. how that all just starts from like one simple thing, just yeah. being in a new place. Yeah. 
So how did you guys balance the ups and downs when you're start when you're first starting off? Like you land in LA and you're trying to figure things out. I mean, you're still going through them. Okay. It doesn't end. I mean, yeah. it, it happens for every artist, I think. It's like this constant chase of like trying to always get ahead, always trying to work on something that's going to be huge or whatever it is. So, I mean, it's always a constant battle. It's always a constant like you have to check yourself. You have to stay mindful. Yeah. But I mean, being in L.A., that place will chew you up and spit you out for most people. So, I mean, you definitely have to keep some type of like manageability in terms of like because like as an artist you can go out every night you can drink you can do this there's a lot of distractions stay out. Out there's there. a lot of distractions yeah. all the time yeah. and um i mean when we were in la starting out it was one of those things too where it's also very difficult because you're also going out all the time wanting to meet people and wanting to kind of just get your name out there and you know it's like that's sort of a battle so that was a lot but i mean I think we're pretty healthy. We're pretty good. We've yeah. managed to keep it together pretty well. So, yeah. The main mantra that we kind of used in terms of handling these ups and downs, and still to this day, is you could catch the shittiest curveball, you know, worst thing happen that you didn't plan on, which happens to everyone, right? Right. And the one way that we always approach it is if you think of your life like a movie or think of it like a novel, all right, well, if I walk away right now, and those ending credits come on and this is the ending that sucks that's the shittiest ending ever that's a one star film it's you know what i mean so it's yeah. like just always you never want to end on a bad note because yeah. think about every movie or book you like it always ends on something positive so it just keeps you going you know being like i gotta keep going because i need a good ending well, it's know? a good mantra to live by yeah and i never thought about it that way but to constantly stop yourself take a moment reflect and go if my story ended here today Am I happy with the outcome? Yeah, exactly. And, it, it's and like, do more, nah, right? that's a one-star movie. That's yeah. a Razzie-worthy movie, right? Like, I need the part where the underdog comes in and, like, has the big comeback, you yeah. know, like Air Bud or something like that. So, like many artists, I don't imagine it was a smooth trajectory to where you guys are no, today. No, What were some of the, the down moments, like, when you're trying to work through them and, you know, things are not going your way and, and you guys have to have, like, the conversations amongst yourselves, just like, you know, what are we doing? Is this working? Is this not working? How did you guys, because it's one thing for one person to do that. It's another when you're working with another person. And I'm kind of touching on the dynamics between the two of you mm -hmm. here. When things aren't going well or, you know, a deal doesn't work out, a song doesn't hit, whatever the case may be, how do you guys sort of connect with each other and have those honest conversations? Well, what we do is we get boxing gloves, we get in a boxing ring, and we <laughs> We box it out. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> well, that would work though. No, it, 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 no, it would work. Honestly, we should do that. Really, we really should do that. But uh, no, it's just it happens every day. Literally yeah. every day that goes by, there's always something that comes up, and there's curveballs here and there. So it's just managing it and being able to have honest conversations. Like we have a team, we have everybody. So yeah. it's like just really working through things and like looking at things at all angles and figuring out like what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. My, my golden question every time, like let's say the conversation, let's say it comes to me, you know, I'm pissed about how well this song's doing right now. I wish it was doing better, right? The conversation, first question I always ask, what can we control here, right? Mm -hmm. Is it the song just wasn't good enough? Was it the song isn't getting promoted well? You know, and so if it's not the song, if it's the song getting promoted well and needing more firepower in that, what can we do? Let's figure out some posts. Let's figure out this, right? Yeah. If it's, oh, the song just needs to be better. All right, well, let's get in the studio. Let's start contacting some session uh, musicians and figuring something out. You know, it's just focusing always on what you can control.
I'm always fascinated to hear about how people stay motivated. So when when you're in those moments, how do you joy? Joy, okay. Yeah. So like finding something that you just enjoy doing. I'll, I'll say one thing. I'm a firm believer that there's no such thing as someone who just stays motivated to something that they like genuinely don't like. You know, and they're just like, "Come on, do that!" Like, I got to dial in. Right. Like, dude, self talk it wears off. You know what I mean? Like that. Like, yo, David Goggins. You know, it's like everything. It gets old, right? The novelty of it. And I'm, I'm glad you say that because I think there's a lot of people out there who think that you always have to be on all the time, and if you're well, you not. Do. You, you do, definitely do. but, yeah, but industry, you enjoy you being be on, on, but you sure. enjoy being on. Right. So we, we, we did a panel recently where we had a number of artists come on and they were talking about how there are moments. Yes, you have to stay on because there's an expectation that every time you meet someone, you meet a fan, you meet mm-hmm. a potential partner yeah, or anything, yeah. you got to stay on. Yeah. But that can also be taxing and tiring. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm the believer that like on is not like I have to be like overly nice to you. Yeah. It's just like be respectful. Like, right. like yeah. if somebody sees me on the street and they're like, hey, I really like your music or whatever it is, I'm a huge fan and they want to take a picture, even if I'm having a shitty day, I'll still be like nice. Yeah. And I'll be like, hey, nice to meet you. Thank you so much. Right. Like, you don't have to be a dick to somebody to yeah. be on or whatever. Yeah. Like obviously like so you're you still stop boundaries or whatever, you want to be happy yeah. and you want to like, you want to like do what you love. But sure. I just, I, I believe that if you're an artist and somebody looks up to you, like there's actors and people that I've met that I'm like, well, you completely screwed up this movie or like whatever, because like you're kind of a dick. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, now I don't like you. Cause like, even if you were having a bad day, it's like, you were kind of rude to me. So yeah. it's like, I don't know if you meet somebody on the street and they're nice to you. Hey, what's your phone number? We should go grab a drink sometime. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's like, anybody. well, it just creates a whole different experience. Yeah. And then I think people are resonating more and more with the artists that they like as individuals, not just the music that goes beyond that. It's like, who's the person behind the persona type of thing? You want to feel connected to that. So it's safe to say from what we're all saying right now, that being on is one, it's a state of mind that you just naturally enjoy. And two, it just means being yourself. It doesn't mean suddenly being like almost in a manic way, like, oh my God, can I get the door for you? You know what I mean? Like that would just come off phony, right? right? So that's why we can handle it, right? Because we're not being something we're not. And on top of that, you genuinely just enjoy it. Like going back to the analogy that we're using earlier, you know, it's not like we're getting in the mirror every day and slapping ourselves being like, oh, you got to be a musician. You got to dial in. You got to show up for work. It's like, obviously you just enjoy this. Yeah. So you're going to be that. Is there ever a moment where you don't enjoy it? Of course. What do you do in those moments? Remind myself that's a gift. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just try to be nice to people. (laughs) Because you don't want to see me on the airplane after not sleeping two days and doing like six shows. Because that's the side where it's like, it's like, oh, that's why I'm saying. Like, you always just got to be like nice to people. You got to like work that out. Because there's times and anybody, you put anybody in that situation and I would love to see how they act. If you've yeah. done four cities, three days, no sleep, like, and and interviews and everything on top of that. So yeah. put anybody in that situation, mm-hmm. and I would love to see how they act. Well, uh, you bring that up, and it makes me think there's oftentimes a misnomer when people look at artists and musicians and actors and athletes, and you name it, anybody with a public persona, and they go, oh, this person's complaining but they have it so well, they make money, they tour, they get to do all these cool, fancy things. But it seems like the common theme from some of the guests I've had, and yourselves included, is that sometimes it takes a lot out of you. 
and you do have to to, to place boundaries around yourself to protect yourself otherwise you're going to burn out right like yeah, the, course, it's only yeah. sustainable and just like every other human on the planet you have your ups you have your downs you wake up in the morning one day and go i just don't feel like doing this today it's one of the most draining things you could do as a human being yeah. as being an artist and like being successful as an artist and traveling and touring and right because it's always you you have to give that energy to people because you expect that it's like this mm -hmm. person paid money to come see your show right so yeah. obviously i'm gonna go after the show and be nice to you and take a photo and whatever it is and like i'm happy to do that because right. like you like my music and you appreciate it and it made you have a, a good day yeah. so yeah. why can't i reciprocate that but yeah. at the same time it's like you're doing all of this all the time and you're traveling like live on an airplane for a month it's and hard. see how you feel after that yeah I, nobody I, would like that I don't think so. And I like I did more traveling this year than I've done in my entire life before combined. Yeah. And you're and, like, oh, can't wait to be at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and pe other people yeah. I talk to that, are, that have done a lot of traveling, they're like, it's exhausting yeah. because you're constantly jumping from flight to flight. Yeah. And then you just want to get home and just be in your exactly. space. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not sort yeah. of worry about what's happening and dealing with the constant, like, where am I tomorrow? What time zone am I in? Like all mm -hmm. those different yeah. things. So the question then is, you know, we're talking about all these things, you know, flights, sleepless nights, all these things that really suck, having to give so much of your energy at all times, never being off, like you said. But And so with all that said, it's like, why do we do it? Because at the end of the day, we know it's a gift. That's why we'll keep showing up and we'll never stop not showing up, yeah. you know, because it's a gift. And we're very, very appreciative of that. And yeah. we will honor that gift no matter how we feel. Yeah. That's the way that we approach it, you know? You can never get sick of it is if you view it as a gift, as a blessing, as a privilege. You're lucky to be even doing it. Type yeah, of yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's very difficult to make it in the music industry as yeah. it is. Right. Like you have like a very small sliver to be able to like be like, oh, we're actually successful make money doing this. Well, can we talk about that part? What there's a lot of people that now because of things like TikTok, a song goes viral. Mm -hmm. They suddenly project themselves as, you know, a made artist. We'll call yeah. them. But that doesn't mean anything, though. Like you could have no. something go viral and not have a successful career. Like you right. can have something do well and then it's like, oh, this person is hot for a minute or whatever it is. And then they go and go on tour and they nobody really comes to the shows because nobody really knows them or whatever so mm. it's like for for us in our story it's like we've gone to all the places that you could hit on a map we've reached out to all of our fans we've like done all the things that you kind of want to do as an artist to be able to actually have a fan base where people don't just like know you as um Oh, it's that, that person that was on on TikTok, yeah. right. and that was a big challenge for Body. It's because Body blew, like we were here, Body blew up like this, and then nobody really knew who we were. Right. So we had to play like catch up to be like, okay, we're the guys that made the song. Yeah, time is the biggest determinant of everything. You know what I mean? Like we never get too caught up in oh, this person's hot right now. This person's got a viral song because time's always the biggest weapon of that. You right. know. For example, uh, uh, someone who has a really inspiring career right now is like Tate McRae, you know, because she's been around for a very long time and kind of had an experience the way that we did with Body with her song, You Broke Me First, where I think for a while people were like, oh, yeah, she's just that girl with that one song, you know. And she said, no, I'm going to prove to you the artist that I actually believe I am and feel I am. Right. Mm. And that took longer than I think most people would have expected because that I think her first song came out ages ago. But she's finally having that moment because she stayed with it, right? So anytime something cool happens to anyone, I'm like, great, that's awesome. Happy for you. Let's see how this pans out in the next five, 10 years, yeah. 20. You know what I mean? It's about longevity Anything, and yeah. consistency. I mean, Tate McRae is massive. Yeah. She's not just like a one-hit wonder. Type no. Of no, that's but, exactly but the, the point, point is, of what we're saying yeah. here is I'm saying yeah. you could have called her that five years ago and she proved 
over time, this is the artist that I am. Drake, I remember, you know, when Best I Ever Had came out and that was like a big hit. It was like, oh, cool. And people kind of just thought that was it. And he said, no, I'm going to prove to you this is what I'm about, you know? Yeah. And now, look at where he is. Absolutely. You know? And it's about so. cons- it's about const- like consistently putting out quality yeah. work. Yeah. And proving I'm, that that will yeah. solve things. Yeah. You know, that will be your entryway. I guess if there's one thing I could say about that whole process, it's just about zooming out a little bit, you know, because we're so focused on one day at a time and what's happening today and what's happening tomorrow. So then it's very easy to get caught up in, oh, this went viral, this happened, right? But when you zoom out, it's like, okay, what's the long progress? You know, are things going up every day, even if it's by 0.1%? That's all that matters. Some growth is still better than no growth. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people have this misnomer that, you know, if they see something blow up or go viral, to your point, they go, oh, that person's just lucky overnight success. But a lot of times behind that one viral piece of content or piece of work is like years yeah. of yeah. other work that just wasn't hitting. And then finally we were releasing music for probably, I don't know, like three years or something before body came out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big grind and people don't see that. They sometimes just jump to the conclusion that it's like, oh, well, they just like, they got lucky or whatever it is, but usually it's like a lot of hard work. Yeah, I mean, something like TikTok is a little bit different because you can post something and it could go like that, sure. very instant. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of other factors that yeah. come into it. Social media has been great, at least for demonstrating to people that there's no such thing as overnight success because at least you get to see the journey a little bit more up front. I can't imagine what it was like in like the 80s or 90s where you have a song that's big on the radio and it always just seems like you came out of nowhere because that's people's yeah. first contact point. So at least it's better than it was before. Yeah, well, there's a lot more tools yeah. at your disposal To now. demonstrate who you are and yeah. communicate, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, that is a good thing. It's not a bad thing at all, the way that sometimes people see it as. Okay, so on the topic of social media... You put yourself out there. You put out a piece of work. That's a part of you. That's that's you spent time, sweat, money, everything on putting out this piece of work. And sometimes it doesn't resonate the way you want it to. And sometimes you see the negative criticisms online. How do you handle those things? Because you're constantly that goes with that it. out. That just goes with it. But how do you, do you know, handle it? Do you know how many songs that we've released or, or worked on? And you just have to live with the mentality that not everything is going to work. Hmm. Not everything's going to work and everything you do might be good. It might not be good. So it is what it is. As long as you enjoy what you're doing and as long as you enjoy making it, then hopefully other people like that too. But I go in with the mentality and most people like they don't really understand it, but you go in with the mentality that like, yeah, we're going to get in the studio, but like the song might not come out, might not ever see the light of day. You just have to be okay with that. And if you release a song, it just might not do well. But what are you going to do? You can't control that. It's not right. like I can be like, this is going to be a hit. A hit. This is going to be a hit. You can't do that. You just have to release it and hope people like it as much as you liked it when you were making it. It's almost like post and ghost. Just post it and then don't. Yeah. Not necessarily ghost. I mean, like you can share how excited sure, you are. Yeah, yeah. Be, but like be but involved. Not, no, but... it's in the universe's hands a bit after that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're just sort of putting it out there and yeah. saying, here's hoping. We have one insurance policy to make sure that we're never genuinely upset about the way a release goes. And it's just as simple as, am I proud of this song personally? Check, right? Like, am I proud of it? Am I excited to show it to people? As long as that's good, whatever the outcome is after that is not in our control. Hmm. So just make sure that there's always a baseline level of happiness, right? Because it would be more frustrating if you had a song that everyone was forcing on you and you didn't want to do and then you release it and it does bad. That's a more difficult pill to swallow, right? But saying, hey, I'm proud of this. You know, 
didn't resonate the way I wanted, but I'm still proud of it. That's a good baseline for happiness. Yeah. Do you find with platforms like TikTok and we've had artists come on and talk about how they've at one point or another in the last couple of years found they had to create content or music that either did well on TikTok and if it did well on TikTok, then they can actually go out and do more with it. Mm -hmm. Have you found that platforms like TikTok have hurt your ability to, to consistently produce because you're competing now for people's attention on these platforms as opposed to coming to, to listen to your music traditionally? No, not at all. I think it's helped definitely because we've used TikTok and it's helped us. Right. So, I mean, it just it just happens that there's a lot of saturation, but there's a lot of noise and it's just like you don't have to really necessarily care about it or mm -hmm. be involved in it. Um, I think it's great for people because if it can help somebody that's struggling and is an artist and they don't really have anybody supporting them and they can just do it on themselves and post about it themselves and it blows up, then I think it's great. And also it's a good way to discover new people too. So mm -hmm. I don't really view it as a bad thing. Um, I know people can, but I think really for us, it's helped in our career and helped getting like a new audience. Um, so I, I, I personally like it yeah, and I don't mind it. I was a little adverse at first because I didn't really understand it fully. Okay. But I think now it's like, yeah, it's it's a part of it. And it's one of those things I think you have to do. Like I know people say and it's annoying. It's like, OK, well, um, I have to do this. And if it doesn't do well on TikTok, then it's not going to it's not going to go. But like back in the day, it's like and back in the day, I'm speaking like I'm 90. But it's like <laughs> it, it, before TikTok, before TikTok, you have um, like somebody like Avicii he would be performing his songs and he would be playing new music that he was uh, making and he'd put it in the sets. Mm. And like people don't really know it, but I feel like that was more of like a precursor for the way that like a, a singer or somebody on TikTok will like be like, well, what do you think of this song? Right. It's like you play it out and then you see what people like. And if people react to the song, it's like, OK, well, this is a song that people are vibing to. So maybe I should release this. Yeah. So it's always been around in some way, but I just think now it's a little bit more apparent. Have you ever? I'm assuming you guys have tried that, where you put out a song. We don't. We don't really do that. Don't we don't do really that play songs that are new, just because. Like, if we know we're gonna release it, yeah. then we're gonna play it. But it's a little bit different because I find nowadays that if you do a song and it's brand new, people don't really know it. So there's immediately gonna be like a weird reaction from mm. people. Right. Like you can kind of you can still do it. But I just find like it's like if you don't know the words to something that's not out, how are people going to be like, oh, this is great. Are like, they going to vibe? To yeah. It? Like yeah. You do, it's like a really awkward feeling seeing an entire crowd just kind of like not really know yeah. what to do. You know <laughs> what I mean? Meanwhile, so, you're giving it your all type of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very it's very awkward. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't typically do it. But once we know we're going to release a song, we'll do it. Like we'll tease stuff on TikTok and like that kind of stuff. But in terms of live shows, it's not really a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So when you are on stage and you're having a great night and you're basically as high as you can be because of the energy and all that stuff from the fans and the music and all those things, then you get off stage and there's the come down from being, you know, that high, like that energy that, and then you go home and yeah. it's quiet. How do you sort of balance that transition? You really got to chill. You got to like be able to like bring it down because it's basically like being on a speeding train yeah. and then stops sure yeah it's like how, that so it's like, like that you, type of feeling how do you stop that i, I you think you gotta really nice. just be like with yourself and you have to know like 
I can chill out. I can like have like a routine or something to do afterwards where you're just like relaxing yeah. because there's like something that'll happen after the show. It's like you're sitting there and it's like quiet and then you just hear like buzzing because like the loud noise and everything. Oh, sure, it's yeah. just like you have to really just be able to like calm down, like get a good sleep routine or something because that's that 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 feeling of the train going like this. It can be a lot. Yeah. So. You have to be able to manage that like really, really well. Well, I imagine how intense it could poss- it could be. Yeah, for sure. Know, imagine going and it's like it's kind of like the scene in uh, the Motley Crue movie. Okay. You ever see that where it's like uh, Machine Gun Kelly's like it's like this yeah. and then this and then this and then this and then this. It's yeah, like that sort of sudden, feeling. Yeah, and it's like day in day out. Do you have a routine that you that you like you use? I like to do? work out. I like to be healthy that way. I like to do sauna, steam room, right after a show. Sometimes, yeah, I like okay. to do a cold bath. Cold baths are nice. Yeah. Meditate, but like usually, just like I'll put on like um like YouTube kind of like just like chill like YouTube stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. to like listen to because then that'll kind of get your head in a space where it's like okay, like I'm already starting to get like a little loopy. Yeah, almost like detach from the reality that you were just in yes. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that works for you too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so you're balancing a music career. Are either of you married? No. No. Okay. So how do you balance a music career, family, friends, relationships? Like all those things. Like there's just so many pillars to your life. Mm-hmm. Music obviously. It might be easier for point. us because we have a lot of artist friends that when they go on the road, they're gone for like three, four months, maybe sometimes even six months yeah. on a tour. And then they're home doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. When you're in clubs and you're in a lot of stuff that you normally see DJs, you're playing usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, maybe the odd Sunday, occasionally the midweek thing. So it kind of works out naturally, going back to what we were talking about earlier, having these weekends where it's like I live a certain way and then the weekdays I'm at home chilling. You know, it's sort of like Batman, Bruce Wayne, for lack (laughs) of a better word. Yeah. But no, but having that space and that separation, it allows us to lean into it rather than spending months being one thing. And then months being something else, you right. know, it's like a couple of days of this and then a couple of days of that, you know? Yeah. And then you just detach and yeah, sort of yeah. Like do your personal. Yeah. Thing yeah. Thing. You yeah. know, it's funny because like, you know, I come home and I don't even want like a glass of wine. I don't even want anything to drink yeah. because you kind of have that fun when you're doing the shows and then back home, just chilling, keeping yeah. things slow. It's very important because like you were saying, it helps you recover mentally to make sure you can give your best going forward. Yeah. So you're at a point now where the your career is just continuously going upwards. Yeah. How do you stay humble? Because the ego is a dangerous thing. And it, it, yeah, it can it's get very to easy. you very quickly. It's very easy to get to you. But yeah. I mean, for me, I just remember where I came from. Like a lot of people, it's like there's different circumstances and situations, but I never really came from money or anything like that. So I, I came into it very broke and I just remind myself, do I want to be living in a one-bedroom apartment with him again? <laughs> Although it was good and it, it definitely humbled me. Hell no. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I always remember that. Like, where did right. you come from? What, what what was this? And it's like, I try to, like, every day just be a little bit on edge, you know? Yeah. It's like, do you want to go back to that? You could go back to that. It's possible. So, like, don't do that. Stay stay hungry. Stay nice to people. Like, you, that that's the, the only things you can do is really just be hungry for what you're doing and just be nice to people. That's it. So being self-aware enough to know. You have to. You have to be self-aware because like it's very easy to slip and people will just as much as they want to be on your side on the way up, they'll completely be gone on the way down. And it's that that's even faster. Well, I've heard a lot about that, 
you know, when you're on your way up, you've got a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's another thing, too, so is being in L.A., when you have nothing or no one, nobody wants to talk to you. Believe me, nobody sure. wants to talk to you. Emailing everybody, trying to work with everybody, they're like, mm, no, nah, not really, not really, not really. And then you have something that does well, and everybody, it's like, oh, where were you? Oh, my God. Oh, you were behind those bushes. Oh, that's right. I see. Yeah. So, what about you? A secret to humility, um, which was really eye-opening for me, was we play in Vegas a lot, right? Yeah. And so when you're playing in Vegas, you meet a lot of people that are doing way more interesting things than you. You know, you'll meet someone who's a billionaire, someone who's got a startup, someone who's a pro athlete, right? And through meeting all these people, the most fascinating thing I found was that although everyone's proud of everything they've done, no one's satisfied. Mm -hmm. No one, you know? Like, let's say, imagine this scenario, right? You meet... um Mark Zuckerberg in a club and you're like, dude, like Facebook kicks ass, (laughs) you know, awesome. Dude, you're so rich, you know, et cetera, et cetera. In his head, if he's like most people I've met, he's probably thinking, yeah, but I don't have the same net worth as Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. you know, or yeah, but I'm not Jeff Bezos, you know, you talk to an athlete, right? They're like, yeah, but I don't have as many rings as Michael Jordan. So the lesson there is that you'll never completely be satisfied. There will always be someone bigger than you. There will always be something striving for more. You can use that as a benchmark to push yourself harder and just understand how much farther you have to go. Or you can also understand that I ain't shit, you know? You see all that and be like, you know what? Maybe I'm not as sick and dope as I think I am. Right. So either way, it's a very good reminder just to zoom out, you know? And just remind yourself that you're always a small fish in a big pond. Well, when you talk about comparison, there's that saying always comes to mind. Comparison is the thief of all joy. Yeah. Because you're constantly looking at the person in your space, in your industry and going, okay, but look how many songs yeah. they put out. Or look I, I disagree with made. that statement to some degree. Okay. Because Why? I think it can be a great motivation. But when you literally, and we've all seen that one friend or that one peer, that literally like they look up to someone so much that they're just copying everything they do blindly okay. and actually shooting themselves in the foot. That's when it's a thief of joy. Right. Where it's like you're not even thinking critically. You're just following what this per- other person's doing that right. you want to do so badly. How do you, when you're constantly surrounded by new music, new artists, new trends, how do you stay original to yourselves? How do you not get caught up in the, the comparison? Mm-hmm. Or not maybe not so much the yeah. comparison, but... You know, you start making what everyone something. else is doing, and, yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, mate, should we jump on that trend? Yeah, should yeah. we make music this way? Like, how do you, how do you keep er- your originality? I mean, you just, you just got to do what you're doing. Like at the end of the day, it's you, and it's your project, it's your music, it's everything that you're putting your time into. So, it, it is easy to get in, in caught up with whatever everybody else is doing. Like, you see something, and like, oh, why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we doing that? But at the end of the day it's like do you want to copy somebody not really i don't really like that like i'll take inspiration Hmm. but if i see somebody if i see something that somebody else is doing it's not like i'm immediately like we should do that it's like well how can we maybe do that but a different way because clearly something about that is working so maybe if we tap into whatever that is then maybe it could work for us but it has to always be original it has to be something that's true to us because for me I never want to make another song that sounds like this person, right? Like I always want to be the person that I release a song and, oh, that's loud luxury. That's a loud luxury song. Mm -hmm. People are recognizing it because we have something that people can hear and they can understand and relate to us. 
as opposed to being like, oh, well, this is them, but it sounds like this. So this is kind of weird. Yeah. You never want to have that. I don't, I don't I don't think for me personally, I don't ever want to have something that's like, oh, well, these guys are just like copying this or copying that. Right. Yeah. Because even if I do something and it doesn't work, at least it's original to us. Right. It's yeah. your original work. Yeah, exactly. I think how you avoid getting sucked into too many trends is you have to remember that you're defined by what you do, but also what you don't do. So McDonald's, you know, they sell burgers, right? But they're also known as McDonald's because they don't sell pizza, subs, all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Then it would be like, what are they? I'm right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Getting real hungry right yeah. now. So so for us, it's like, this is what we do. But we also think about, okay, these are the things we're not, right? right. We don't make dubstep. We don't make trap. We don't make this. So then it kind of slowly closes into like, this is what you are, hmm. you know? And sometimes that's defined by people a bit more than you'd like. But- by saying, here's the things I'm not, you somehow zero in into that thing that you are, you know? Hmm. And then we just ask, okay, this thing that we are, does it make sense to hop on this new trend? No, maybe. Let's do it in our own way, like Joe was saying. That usually seems to be the answer, that right. third way. When was the moment you realized this is a thing, that this this will work? When, when people started knowing the word star music, because there was a period where we were just kind of making music and like, just releasing it and just seeing what worked and what didn't work and whatever. And then we started playing shows after body came out and mm -hmm. people knew the words to it, like religiously, like it was like a thing. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I was like, why do they know the words? Like we were in Boston and we played a show in Boston and it was like so cold and miserable. And like, we thought nobody was going to go out and then it ended up being super busy and it wasn't like sold out, but it was like really busy. And then all of a sudden we played body and everybody knew the words. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, what the hell is going on here? Like, why do they know this? So as soon as that happened, that's when it clicked. That was, yeah. a, that was the moment yeah. where I was the, like, it just feels different when people know the words to your music and they're singing it in the front and it's like rabid, like, like one of those things. That's when it really hits different. Like even our new song people, it was released like a week ago and people already know the words. Yeah. They're singing it. Uh, uh, the show, every every show we played so far, people all knew the words to it. Not well, something it something's working, I guess. <laughs> yeah, something, yeah, yeah. I guess they like this. But what's that feeling like? If you can it's cool. It. It's amazing. No, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very cool. It's very it's powerful. a very gratifying, like it, it's like very a good justification yeah. and like ju just you know that something's working. It's like one of those things because there's a lot of people coming at you in the industry saying no, 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 you suck, you suck, you suck. That's what that's what it is. The music industry is all no's. Yeah. And then when you have something like that, you didn't control that, right? The person went out, they heard the song, and then they took the time to learn the song. So something worked. Something, something worked for them. Yeah. How do you, what advice would you give newer artists who are dealing with all the no's? They're in that position. Learn to love in. it. Yeah. Learn to yeah. love it. Persistence is everything. You know, it, like going back to the analogy that we're using of you know your life being this book or movie. Do you want to close this chapter on a good or bad note? It's like, you know, as much as as many times as you get those rejections and want to quit, right? It's like, is that the note that you want it to end on? Because then after that, it's done. Right. It's like it rolls to black. The credits hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was your journey in music. So just imagine that, you know, yeah. because there's people that kept going and they're able to end on a better note. So it's about taking those no's and turning them into fuel uh, yeah. yeah you yeah. have to or, or, because or at, at the end of the day all the songs like i was saying before all of your songs you have to have pretty much like this of music 
and then maybe this is going to come out. Right. Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of this and a little bit of this, hopefully. So you can't just be like, I released this one song. It's not doing well. So I'm not doing something right. It's basically just throwing stuff at the wall. It's like throwing spaghetti at the wall until oh, that one's stuck. So that's yeah. ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to throw like a thousand spaghettis at the wall until, oh, that one's ready. Something so now, sticks. now we have yeah. it. Now we have it. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I don't want to peddle some eternal optimism here. You know, I'm not going to be like, yeah, turn your nose into fuel. Keep going. Like, yeah, sometimes it sucks. So the best you can do is just put your blinders on sometimes. You know, you don't need to every time be like, I'm motivated by that. Yes, I love hearing. No, sometimes the best you can do is just put your blinders on. But as long as you keep going, you're still in motion. Well, speaking of blinders, how do you block out the noise from everyone trying to give you advice on what to do? Because I imagine when you've got a big group of people around you, there's there could be advice to like, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do that. Hey, you should do this. And you kind of want to just this is what we're doing. The way that I think about it is I'm going to do whatever I want to do at the end of the day. So either you want to get involved with it or you don't. Right. For me, that's how I operate. Yeah, you right. either want to get involved with what I'm doing or you don't. Or you don't. There, there's not really a self-talk element to it. It's not like, oh, don't listen to them. Listen to that. It's literally just like you kind of know what's best for you. Over years of practice, you develop sort of an instinct. Mm. And this applies to anything, right? You kind of develop an instinct for almost this fingertip feel for knowing, you know, this feels good. This doesn't. Yeah. Don't touch the stove. You know, it, it applies to everything. And eventually you develop that and you feel very confident in terms of just following the right path. Yeah. What's your friend? What's your circle of friends like? <laughs> That's very important. Kooky. That's very important. <laughs> no, because you can. There's a lot of people that have a lot of yes men around them. Yeah. And I think that's what's the downfall of a lot of people is they have a lot of people behind them saying, yeah, do this, do that. Oh my God, you're the best. Like your farts smell like roses. They're so good. I love them. So that's a, that's a, and that's another thing too, is you can always judge an artist or DJ rather by their backstage. Whoever's in the backstage while they're playing, you can judge them by that. Because if you have a bunch of bums behind you that are just there to like siphon whatever, and they just want to be there to be cool and that kind of thing, you'll know immediately. Mm. You'll know immediately. So what's your friend circle like? I try to keep it pretty healthy. Mm. I try to keep very nice, cool people that are hardworking. So for me, I like to the, the birds of a feather type of situation. Mm. For okay. some reason, very much attracted to Canadians. That's good. We have a lot yeah. of Canadian friends, yeah. for sure. <laughs> there's anywhere we go, there is a Canadian somewhere. Yeah. And if it's in the crowd or if it's behind us, wherever, there's somebody. There's always yeah. a Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Not to pump the tires of Canada too much because we don't need any more of that, but I mean... There's just something about Canadians where they, one, I feel like are kind above all else, which is the glue for everything. Mm -hmm. And two, they understand hard work. You know what I mean? Like, I've never met a Canadian that's really lazy. You know, it's like everyone just understands the grind and loves the grind. You know, right. it's like literally the stereotypical guy in plaid with like a double double his hand being like <laughs> off to work. You know, yeah. like every Canadian has that spirit to them. And I think that's something we definitely miss being on the road sometimes. Yeah. How do you, being on the road can be very, very tiring. Like we were talking about that yeah, a little yeah, bit earlier. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to segue to the entrepreneurship part mm -hmm. of the work you do. Because while you're artists, DJs, and you make music, you're also entrepreneurs, mm. right? Like you- We're CEOs. CEOs. We're not okay. DJs, we're CEOs. You're CEO. That's a great way we got, of We it. got a uh, enterprise beneath us. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, so, all, we, we also have to be the janitor treat, sometimes. You gotta, you gotta treat it. Yeah. So how do you how do you work that into your daily daily routine? I've had artists come on and talk about how that part 
is not for them. They don't enjoy it. They do it, but they don't enjoy it because it takes away from the crew. All they want to do is just be in a studio making music, mm, but they got to deal th- with the other stuff. I think you got to deal with it because if you yeah. want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And I'm a firm believer of yeah. that because anytime I leave it to anybody else, I'm always disappointed. So if okay. you want something done right, you just got to you either got to do it or expect that you're probably going to be disappointed with something. Yeah. Right. Is that sustainable? Well, um, here's depends in moderation yeah. for sure. Like if you're if you're so focused on it and that's all you're worried about, there's going to be like w- when you do one thing, another thing falls. So you have to really be balanced. Well, yeah. I, mean, your time is I just want to focus on music all the time. Cool. Well, probably everything else might not be in check and your socials, whatever, and blah, blah. blah. I have great music. Yeah. I've got really great music, but the infrastructure around it is not going to be where it needs to be. Or I want to just focus on the business and this and this and this, but I'm really struggling with making music. Right. You need to be realistic because at the end of the day, if you try and do everything, you'll just burn out and you'll also do stuff poorly, right? right? Like this doesn't mean, oh, we do all of our own taxes and stuff like that. But the person who is delegating jobs to other people should have a baseline level of knowledge about it to make sure the people helping them are doing a good job. You know what I mean? Like if you just hire a business manager and say, I know nothing about anything, I hope you do it right. Putting a lot of faith into it. Yeah, it's just a lot of faith, you know? Even if your business manager is a a, a genuinely good-willed person. (laughs) Yeah. There's few of those. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard stories. I'm not going to get into that part. We can can skip on that part. Yeah. uh, Be careful. One of of my friends would always say, I remember he was was dating a girl back in the day. He was always worried if she was being sus and stuff like that. And he always say, trust but verify. Do the same thing with everything in your life. Trust but verify. You Which know? is so important in any yeah. aspect of any business. Yeah. Just you just have to know what they're talking about. Cause how can I judge if this guy doing my taxes sucks or not if I know nothing about taxes? Right. It doesn't mean you need to be a CPA, but it's like how how basic can you, level at least understanding. Yeah, how can you judge anything? Right. You know? So it's about surrounding yourself with the right people, but That's also knowing important. Yeah. Knowing That's one of the yeah. most important things. Yeah. Because yeah. you can have well, because it's like if you are amazing artists and you have a shitty team behind you, then that's probably going to come out in a lot of different ways. So you want to make sure you're working with the best and people that are there to help move you forward and not bring you backwards. Right. Because yeah. it's very easy to have, let's say you have um, an agent, for instance, and he's like, you really need to play this show. You really need to play this show. And they're not good shows. Well, then you're just going to continue playing shitty shows, right? So you want to have somebody that's, but but the money is good, right? Mm. The money is really good, but he's just because of self-interest or whatever. It's like, fortunately, we don't have a bad agent, but I'm just using that as an example. Uh, yeah. But it's like if he's just blinded by the money and it's not actually something that's good to help you grow, then you're not really going to get anywhere. Right. Yeah. You're just going to keep making some money, but then you're going to have like this and then it's going to be like, a, it's like a, a chart. It's going to like be like this, but then it's going to go down yeah. after. Which is exactly why the trust but verify thing matters, you know? Because how can I judge if my agent is just going for money grabs rather than building my career if I know nothing about the touring industry? Right. You still have to have some baseline level of knowledge. How do you balance the money part? Because you're... Badly. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like I, I, I think like I'm really curious about the part where, you know, you can be offered a substantial sum of money to do a show, but the show might not be right for you. We uh, go like gro- a, we go uh, growth like eighty percent of the time. There are definitely plays where it's like, hey, you know, just like get that paycheck. But if it's especially like in a with a promoter or a market, I'm not going to do anything that's going to hurt the career because sometimes that's a good point because you can do things for money, but then piss people off because then yeah. people are like, why are you working with this person? Yeah. Oh, well, right. you worked with them because they paid you a lot more, but 
like like for in Vegas, for instance, we've been offered a lot of money to go elsewhere and whatever, but we're very loyal and we want to make sure that whatever we're doing, there's going to be growth involved to it. So we are happy with where we're at. Yeah. Relationships because are key there. Relationships mm -hmm. are more important than anything yeah. because there are a lot of times where people will want to pay you more, but then it'll screw up a lot of relationships. So yeah. it's very political. Yeah. So you have to be very careful with who you're working with and what you're doing. And you have to really like look at it like, yeah. oh, is this going to make sense? We're, if we're getting paid, like it's got to be a lot of money in yeah. order for it to mess this up. Right. Yeah. I, I'd literally boil it down to 80-20, 80-20 principle in the sense that I'm not saying oh, every 20% of the time, we're like, all right, time for a money grab. But I'd say those only mean probably 20% of the picture. 80%, it's all relationships, always growth. Right. You know, just taking the opportunity that has the upsides there first, you yeah. know. Doesn't mean you shouldn't cash out ever. There are opportunities where everyone's got to take care of themselves. Oh, but, absolutely. Well, you got to pay bills. But I'd say 80-20. I'd say that should mm -hmm. be the ratio you're looking for. And on the same note, what about collaborations with other artists? How do you pick and choose which ones make sense for you, which ones don't? Um, it's about the song, really. Uh, but obviously, if somebody's on the come up and they like, as a career standpoint, they look really good and they're talented and whatever. Those are usually the things that we're looking for. Like Charlie on a Friday, was somebody I I I loved a while ago, and then I brought it up. I was like, we should do something. We should we should do something. We should do something. And then the opportunity came about. And we're like, perfect. This is great. Like, he's somebody that's on the come up, on the rise. He's doing very well. He's very talented, very easy to work with. Those are the type of people that we like to work with because you can work with a lot of big people. But for me, I'm at the standpoint, it's like you could work with the biggest artists in the world, but if they're a dick and they make it a pain in the ass to deal with, it's I don't want to, I don't want to work with them. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's too much bullshit. Too much headache. It's too much bullshit. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes that has payoffs. Like, it's like, if you work with this person, but they're a dick, but it's going to be like this, it's like, okay, well, at least I know that. Maybe I can deal with that. And maybe the trade off it, makes a little the trade -off more sense. trade off makes sense, whatever. Right. But most of the time, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not really worth dealing with dickheads because it's just, you. Well, I'm in this to make music and have fun. Like most of the people I get in the studio with were fa family after. Mm. It's like that type of vibe where you go and you're like, come to my birthday, come to this, come to that. Mm. And those are the types of people that I want to be around because we're making kind of a baby together. Yeah. So you want to have that relationship. You well, don't want to just make something yeah. and then have to play it all the time and be like, oh, I hate that Every person. Every time you think about I it. I hate that yeah. person. Oh my God. Like, it's why did I do that? Musical baby. <laughs> well, I, I imagine those relationships are so important because you, you're creating art together. And if you have to, if you're going to put your soul into that and you're working with someone that you can't get along with, like you're not it's even, never fun. You, no, well, it's not, not only is it never fun, I imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, I imagine you can't even bring yourself to put in your all into it. And then you're worried about the output. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's not something you're excited or motivated to right. be like. Fortunately, all the people we've worked with, it's been a good experience. But I'm for just, the most I'm just part. saying, <laughs> I'm just saying there's people that we have, we've worked with that we, we've had bad experiences, but we, the songs are not out. So, right. Yeah. So that speaks to it. Yeah. How did the the partnership with Charlie on a Friday? How did that come out? How did uh, that come it's about? Super organic. Right? We yeah. we have a, a writer friend that was working with him, and he had an early concept of the song, and we do a lot of stuff together. Uh, shout out P. Martin, legend. Um, and he brought us the song, and then we got in the studio with Charlie, and it was one of those things where. It, just certain people you you get in the room with and you already know it's like kind of a vibe where you're like oh 
we could have been friends in like another life yeah you know what i mean yeah. it was like that type you just of hit vibe. off right it's like away. we hit yeah. it off right away it was that type of vibe and it was just like very easy to work with you know just like it, it, he felt like a friend hmm. felt like a friend that we were like oh hey what, oh we have to work on a song now okay cool like it was that type of situation so it, it felt it, it didn't feel super transactional no, no, no. It felt yeah very... super, super transact uh super like very it wasn't transactional it was yeah. very very natural yeah. and it, we're very thankful because that type of situation is like 10 out of 10 ideal like that's what you want going into working with an, another artist is being like oh we're at, we can actually be friends like it doesn't have to be a thing where okay see you in the studio six to nine yeah we're gonna record this and then all right see you later right it's like he's very involved he's very hungry like it, it was a very good very good experience well now that you know that now that you've experienced the 10 out of 10 scenario would you settle for anything less Look, let's we'll be realistic. <laughs> well, there there are opportunities again. that present itself sometimes where it's like, all right, yeah, we should do this. You got to look at it. Yeah, different. like right. if you're telling me, I I don't know, one of the biggest artists in Canada. I'm sure you could name a few. Mm -hmm. You said, okay, you have to do a song with them. They're not pleasant at all, but for sure, I promise you, this is going to be a hit. But you're going to hate dealing with the process. It's like, okay, well. I guess I could do that. I guess I could do that. So you're looking at it holistically. But if it's yeah, one of those yeah. things where it's like you're biting off more than you can chew, it's like, okay, I'm working with you and this is like this really sucks. Like, no, I don't I don't need to spend my time. Yeah. Doing yeah. That. It's an energy thing though. Like naturally the songs where the people are invested and they want to get together and, you know, maybe get some videos done about it. they want to come to your shows and perform it, you know, those sort of things, those just naturally always seem to do better. And because people feel naturally connected to it, because it feels real, you know, it doesn't yeah. just feel like it was made in the lab you know, and he slapped these two artists together. Right. And I think the consumer has a way better instinct than most people think for bullshit. Yeah. And it can just be so subtle, but they can just tell. The beautiful know. thing with music is that if you release something, and this is also a motivation too, because like I was saying before, you have to do all this shit and then you might get a little bit. If you release something and it doesn't do well, you can just make another one. Yeah. If it if you hated that experience, it, yeah. if you're like, ah, oh, that was just so shitty, you can just be like, well, it's out and it's it, it exists. But now I can just release all the other ones I was working on. Yeah. And focus on that. I don't have to focus on this. Yeah. What happens when you take on too much? You mentioned, you know, like and you chew off more than Musically you Musically or everything combined. Because when you're when your career is booming and everybody starts coming to you with this partnership and this opportunity and this brand deal and this and this and this and this and, this and it's just like you want to do everything, but you really You gotta look at it really smart. Yeah. You have to look at it like almost like on a graph or a paper. It's like, okay, we have all of this stuff going on here and what should we do because you have to keep in mind also it's like sometimes i'll say no to shows i'm like no that we have six shows that week i'm not doing another one not even one, if it's yeah. <laughs> even if it's the highest paying one right. like that's going to be too much i don't want to do that so you right. have to have the awareness to be like okay where am i at how is it going like we'll have conversations sometimes and he'll be like i'll do the show and i'm like i'm not doing that show hell no too much that week how do you work through that when one wants to do it the other one doesn't we're partners. It's very important to be respectful. I don't want to work anyone to the point of exhaustion, yeah. you know, and I don't necessarily apply my own feelings being like, yeah, I got energy. I'm ready to do that to mean that everyone else should. And therefore, if they don't, they're weak, you know, right. uh, you know, it's really important to understand that like this is like we said, I think we've touched on this a million times. This is a longevity thing, right? That's a good thing about so, being in a, in a duo as well. It's like because if I'm pushing too much stuff, and I'm pissing him off, then he's not going to want to do it. So yeah, if, no, if exactly. you're overwatering the plant yeah. too much, the plant's going to start to exactly. die. Yeah. So yeah. you want to keep it where it's like, okay, like 
pick my battles, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, we're not doing this one. There has one, to be balance between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's a good thing, because if it was just a solo artist, then I could be like, yes, I'm doing everything. And then and there's countless artists that it's happened to. God bless them all. But like, yeah. you do too much, and then something's going to... There's a consequence. You can't just do too much and then expect it to be good. Right. Yeah. Like, if you're doing too much, something's going to happen. So you want to keep it like... Yeah. yeah. That, that outcome of what we compromise as an acceptable form of touring actually turns out to be a very acceptable form of touring because yeah. it, it, it's a mix of we want to do shows, we want to succeed, we want to get out there, we want to meet people while also being mindful of, all right, we need to take some time for ourselves, we need to pace, you know? Yeah. So it actually works out better that way, you know? Yeah. Versus just being like, let's do everything or let's not do everything. Yeah. It's so one of the rare times where compromising really does help. And that's where the the constant check in with each other and the conversation yeah, absolutely. comes in to say like, hey, are you good? How you feeling? Yeah, yeah, about yeah, ABC? yeah. Because it could be like, oh, a, he knows, he knows. He could when be, I don't want to do something. I'm like, nope. Yeah, no, of course, <laughs> nah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> the same way that we're very vocal about when we yeah. want to do things, right. and the opposite. But you know, it's just as simple as there's no show, regardless of the pay, that would be worth infringing on the long-term game plan you know i'm always thinking thirty thousand feet up you know what's the actual game plan right it's like this is just like a show that's here today gone tomorrow right what's the 5 10 15 year plan yeah right that's where you gotta make all your decisions from what is the 10 year plan What's the what? What do you see happening? Ah, it changes. As yeah, as possible. yeah. It ch- it changes all the time. Man. I like making music as long as my body's still good. Yeah. I, yeah. Like you got guys that are fifty something still doing it. Like you got Tieso still doing it, yeah. and he's been around forever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So every, every I would like time. to be something like that because he's a really good example of being able to like have the cake and eat it too. He still the does a lot of it. He's got. He's been around for a long time. He's still reinventing the career. Like. That's something as an artist you you want to strive for. Yeah, I every time I make five ten year plans, they always turn out way better than I'd planned. That's so good. I try not too hard to lock ourselves into plans. Like in five years, this exactly needs I don't to know happen what I'm doing tomorrow. So yeah, I don't like to think Ex- that far. Ahead. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to make money, yeah. have good times, and yeah. make good music. Yeah. As long as that motivation is there, in terms of I just want to be the best at what I'm doing and succeed. I think that matters more than saying I need to win a Grammy in five years and in 10 years I need to do this. I think it's just way better to just have that determination to succeed, you know, keeps you more fluid. You're not latched on to stuff that maybe turns into a sunk cost that you no longer believe in. You know, how many people do we know that are stuck in jobs that they dreamed of and was in their five year plan five years ago, only to determine five years later that that's not what they wanted. Absolutely. Trying to avoid that more than anything. Amazing. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for thank having you. us, man. This was great. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate you sharing your time, your energy, and the insight. Shit got real. Thank Shit you. got real. Yeah, I appreciate it. Best of luck with everything you guys are doing. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, man. And uh, I'll be cheering you guys on. Let's go. Amazing. Come to the show I will. next week. Yes. I will. Thank you so much, everybody. Yeah.